Welcome dear listener, we, wherever you are at the moment, welcome to Faith FM Positively Different. This is Fabiano Nyonghuru with the Draft Time Program. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. We are looking at many world trend, uh, many world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy on this program. Our theme for this week is the Bible and end time events. However, we have a question, a very important question today, question today of which uh, uh, my good friend Helen is going to be uh, uh, helping us with from as we study together from a biblical perspective. Now, of course, a lot of people today in the Christian world sometimes struggle with some of the characteristics and personalities that they encounter within the church within the family of God and sometimes people wrestle with those and sometimes they ask important questions too such as this person has been a Christian uh, for so many years but how can they do such a thing and and, and, and when people uh, face uh, I guess uncross like um behaviors in the church some people are actually disappointed and um, and very sad uh, uh that sometimes people end up uh, leaving uh, the faith as well so today we'll wrestle with some of these questions as we uh, as we seek to answer the question what are the secrets to success and here we are not referring to uh financial success so economic success we are referring to the Christian journey. How can one actually thrive and remain vibrant in his Christian life? That is, that is actually what we are, uh, are studying today. So the question, of course, is what are the secrets to success? Once again, dear listener, I am Fabiano, a minister to the Meros Park, as well as Sinai Seventh-day Adventist Church. And I have with me Helen Gray. Helen, welcome. Thank you, Fabiano. It's a delight to be here again. Yeah. And I was listening to what you were saying. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, there are some people in the world that thinks that the um, church is a place for saints. That's right. They don't realize that it's actually a place for sinners. Okay. And we are sinners saved by grace. Wow. And it's a journey we're all on. That's so, right. yes, unfortunately, right. sometimes we do inadvertently yes. let the name of Christ down. Yeah, and yeah. Um, mm. fortunately, we can come back to him, and he can strengthen us. And that's help right. Us to that's right. Well, that's good. And Helen, dear listener, she is a, a wonderful Bible student. We have been journeying through uh, together on a number of topics uh, every Thursday uh, as we uh, discuss some important biblical truths. And I believe that if you have been following, uh, you have been blessed by the wealth of knowledge that she has brought out of uh, uh, the scriptures uh, and this uh, and um, and some of the. T- for some of the topics that we have been studying together. Now, of course, you can go back and re-listen not only to the recordings uh, uh, from Thursdays, but but from other days as well, we have had different people come and present on these wonderful topics. Just go to Faith FM and, and on Faith FM, search for the Drive Time Program. You'll be blessed by uh, some of the uh, uh, studies that we have gone through uh, on the um, draft time program. Now, Helen, once again, uh, we are delighted to have you here. Uh, you minister to a church 
in South Australia is now, Birdwood. right? Tell, tell us a little bit about Birdwood. Birdwood, they're a great bunch of people. That's they right. really truly are. They're friendly, they're family. Um, they've all got wonderful senses of humour and right. they're beautiful Christians. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to throw this at you. And if I was to come to Birdwood, should I expect to find saints there? Um, well. I guess if you're looking into the future, we sincerely hope so, but you will find sinners saved by grace. We are human beings. That's right. We're on the journey. That's right. We're praying that we're becoming more like Jesus every day. That's right. Um, But yeah, sometimes, you know, our body language isn't always what it should be, Mm -hmm. or we might come across a little bit grumpy and yet we're not. You know, sometimes people misread um, the body language, and I I know that happens, but um, I can only ask that if anybody comes, that they're not never offended by us that's not mm-hmm, our intention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that they feel they can come and and talk with us that's right and even if something happens they can say hey what's going on here that's I didn't right. like this right. and be open with us exactly yeah, and we'll be open with them as well that's right yeah. I like the fact that you say that you are on a journey yes so the Christian life is not from the moment one accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they do not graduate. They actually start growing. Yeah, it's and the beginning. So, yeah, it is a beginning. And and once again, where, where, you know, any church here in South Australia, whether it be Melrose, Sinai, Prospect, Adelaide City, if you happen to come uh, by uh, any of our Adventist churches, just know that we are a people on a journey. We, we, yes, we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we are in a loving relationship with Him, but we are growing. So we will be, um, you know, touching on some of these important questions, therefore, uh, through our, uh, our study. But Helen, would you like to open with a word of prayer? I believe we, we will need prayer so that way the Holy Spirit can help us and illuminate our minds and help us to understand what we'll be discussing. I'd be delighted to. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we are just so grateful that we've been called to this ministry. We are grateful, Lord, for every listener that has tuned in right now. And we pray that... Um, the Holy Spirit can not only meet our needs here in what we're saying and what we're doing and enlighten us that we may have the right words to say and not mm-hmm. send anybody on the wrong track, mm-hmm. but, Lord, we also ask that the Holy Spirit mightily touch every listener, mm-hmm. um, that our that lives can be enriched. And through this, this study tonight, I just pray that lives can also be changed mm-hmm. and uh, we can live life more abundantly in knowing that with you, all things are possible. Mm. We know also, Lord, that without you, it is endless hope. But That's with right. you, it's a, it's sorry. Without you, it's a hopeless end. Mm. But with you, it's endless hope. Amen. And may we Amen. gain that tonight. I pray in your name. Amen. 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 Once again, dear listener, welcome to Faith FM, uh, the draft time program where we will be. Uh, where we discuss rather uh, the Bible and end time events. Uh, just, um, just in case uh, 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 you have a pen and a paper with you, we do have a free giveaway. And this is a little book called Live More. This book, uh, you can claim it for free. And in fact, we can actually post it to you if you live in South Australia. I have to interrupt you there. All it right. says Live More Happy. Ah, Live More Happy. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And you can text 0401 three zero five 
0707. If you live in South Australia, just text us also your postcode and we will post that to you. It is a free book, Live More Happy, and it's a wonderful book that is changing many lives. So welcome again, once again. We are going now to get into the discussion for today. The question we are answering is, what are the secrets to success? Now, Helen, Lead us through this discussion. Okay, let me start by saying that some people believe that by going to church it's all about rules and they get nothing out of it. Um, and they've got to follow this and they've got to follow that. That's a, that's a um, salvation by works, if you like to put it that way. Interesting that um, I came across this uh, story in the Louvre Museum in yes. Paris stands an impressive basalt steel called the Code of Hammurabi mm-hmm. and it's a four ton slab of stone it was created in 1780 BC mm. by the ruler of Babylon. It yes. features the king in ceremonial dress before the sun god Shamash. Mm. But listen to this, mm. there is a list of 282 rules minus the unlucky number 13 by the way which All I right. thought was interesting yeah, that's um, it's inscribed beneath mm-hmm. the sun god outlining the code of conduct for the city of Babylon okay. and these laws were a code of living for the sure. Babylonians they covered issues such as business transactions marriage relationships and penalties for lying it actually reminded me of the Pharisees that right. we, we read about in scripture and all the laws that they had mm-hmm. well in this particular code of Hammurabi law number 153 states, if a woman had brought about the death of her husband because of another man, they shall impale that woman on stakes. Mm. Well, that sounds pretty gruesome. Yeah, it is. Law 229 was <laughs> uh-huh. the original building insurance policy. It said any builder who failed to construct a house properly yes. would be put to death. You oh, wouldn't wow. want to be a builder, would you? Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. religious life for the Babylonians revolved around sacrifices and prayers to their gods. Mm-hmm. And each person had their own personal god who protected mm-hmm. them from devils and evil spirits. Mm. The Babylonians would place their god in a prominent place in their home. Mm. And they would light fires and offer banquets and wear mm-hmm. dedicated jewelry and recite ritual prayers mm-hmm. in a form of worship. That's right. But, you know, ancient writings demonstrate a feeling of Disillusionment among the worshippers. Mm. You know, they were thinking, is this religion working? Mm-hmm. I try hard all day to serve my God, but what does it really do for me? Mm. And it's interesting that many Christians today are like the Babylonians of old, okay. wondering if their worship means anything. That's right. You know, That's churches right. put forth effort to, to gain um, new members. Mm-hmm. Only to have them go out what we call the back door. Okay. And that's really, really sad. New Christians, they try to be good, Mm -hmm. but when they fail, discouragement sets in. Wow. No one wants to feel like a hypocrite. That's right. And so despondent new Christians, they leave a religion that all seems too hard for them. Mm-hmm. You know, the question is, is there a secret to success that enables Christians to live a happy and effective Christian life? And that is our question today. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I resound that with a yes, an okay. absolutely biggest yes I can think of. Oh, wonderful. Because of my life. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, maybe you're going to share hopefully a little bit. I will share some of it, yeah. <laughs> right. What does it mean to be a Christian mm-hmm. and how how do you live in a way that enables you to grow spiritually? Right. What yes. do you do when you're tempted to feel discouraged? That's right. How can you protect yourself from the influences of the secular life, the worldly mm. life? Mm. And how can you ensure your Christian experience involves living life to the full? That's right. And that's yes. what we're going to deal with oh, good. this evening. And, 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 and I'd like, therefore, maybe to even begin with a question. 
you know, you, you have shared with us, you know, that um, some Christians live a life that is pretty much similar to that of the Bab- Babylonians, mm. trying to follow uh, codes of rules. And, you know, everything is so rigid to the point they can't even breathe. And, and they're trying to please God as it will. And, uh, but, but some people would say, but that's what it really means to be a Christian. Cause, cause, cause you have to be good. You have to live like this. What does it mean to be a Christian, Helen? Okay, you kept using the word trying mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. I remember I had a lass in one of my classes, and um, she said she was struggling with television Okay, and uh, being addicted to it. Yeah. And she, uh, all that came out of her mouth was, I keep trying not to do it. I keep <laughs> trying. I keep trying. Uh-huh. And in the end, I said, look, please stop trying. All right. And she yeah, looked at me, yeah. and I said, stop trying. Just give it to Jesus. Amen. Ask him to take that burden. That's she right. came back to me three weeks later, and she said, thank you. Wow. I said, what happened? She said, I did turn it over to Jesus. Amen. And she said, I've hardly turned the television on at all. Amen. And praise God, because yes. that's his power. That's right. That's, that's his right. Power. So stop it, trying, it, it, yeah. <laughs> because we cannot, we cannot work our way to heaven. Okay. Our salvation is only through Christ. But Amen. let me share with you uh-huh. 1 John 5, verse 12. That's right. And it's saying here, uh-huh. whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. Okay. Now, let's just, just think about that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, whoever believes in God's Son, and who's yes. God's Son, Fabiana? That is Jesus Christ. That's right. Mm-hmm. So whoever, whoever believes in him mm-hmm. has eternal life. Mm-hmm. He's all that we need. We don't need to wait for eternal life because it begins the moment that we believe. That's right. We don't need to work for it because it is already ours. Wow. And you don't need to worry about it because... You have been given eternal life by God himself, and it's guaranteed. Wow. So praise God for that. Okay. You know, the average person on the street mm-hmm. will tell you that a Christian is someone who does good works. Okay, yeah. Well, there is a difference between what a Christian is okay. and what a Christian does. All right. A Christian has accepted the free gift of salvation That's and right. has a living relationship with Jesus. Yes. And as part of God's family, right. Christians become children of God to be loved, right. nurtured, and empowered. And yes, may it may seem like good works but mm. you know the lord said if you love me keep my, keep commandments. my commandments that's right you know right. i had somebody challenge me and say to me one day uh-huh. you have to keep the sabbath your church says so uh-huh. i said no i don't have to keep the sabbath because the church says so mm. i keep it because my lord said because if you love lord me keep so. keep my commandments right. i keep right. it because i love him you love oh amen and there is amen. a difference mm-hmm. well I, I, you know as I am looking at this verse, he who has the Son has life. And really to have Jesus also means, as Helen has uh, shared with us, first and foremost, yes, to believe in him. But we must also allow Christ to dwell in us. Because I'm reminded of this text in Ephesians 3.17, which says that Christ may, may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. So through faith. Jesus dwells in our hearts. And that's what it really means to have Christ. And faith, of course, is not just believing, but it's actually believing to the point. It is believing and acting upon that. That is faith. And so it is actually very important that um, you know we set that as the foundation, that it is Jesus in us that is actually the hope of glory that can actually do all this in us and through us. And, mm. and yes, because we love him, we respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and therefore we follow. 
Well, I love it when you said grounded, Mm -hmm. grounded and rooted, you know, in his love. It's a foundation where we need to start, really, because, you know, if you if you have a plant um, and it starts off very small and then, Uh you know, it's in a seedling box and then you replant it, Uh it has got to be grounded. It's got to get its nutrients from the soil before it will start to grow. That's true. And that's like us. We get our nutrients, of course, from the Bible, Mm -hmm. from prayer, from sharing. That's right. That's right. Mm. So, what motivates then a person to become a Christian or to living that life of a of a Christian? Well, exactly what we were just talking about a yes. moment ago, mm-hmm. and I think two Corinthians five fourteen brings mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually got a different version here. No problem. But mm-hmm. it's actually um, for the love of Christ compels us. That's right. That's right. You know, compels us. Yes. I mean, it burns in your heart, mm-hmm. and you you get to the stage you know if you are willfully disobeying. Yes. That's right. And then of course you're brought back to your knees. Yes. Um, or sometimes we might do. Inadvertently, but mm. it's the love of Christ that compels us. Yeah, may, may I just say uh, uh, something small there? Even the word love in the original, it is not, uh, it is not infatuation here. The no. Greek are actually using the word agape there, and yes. and this really, if I could just simplify it, it is love beyond measure. It is love based on principle. And and as I think about this too, you know, I'm reminded, we, I'm reminded of John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But you see, God gave. And not only that, God came down to earth in search for us, the, 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 the human beings who were lost. In fact, he didn't have to come. We did not call him, but love drew him here to be. That's right. That's right. And so that love, which God has shown us, really warms our hearts and draws us closer to him. Yeah, what a marvelous love. Absolutely. Mm. You know, when you think about this text, you think about Paul and what he went through. Yeah. You know, Paul, a great evangelist, Mm -hmm. wasn't always the evangelist. No. He was known as Saul, the persecutor. Saul of Tarsus. But but he thought he was doing the right thing until God met him on the road to Damascus. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting that he encountered all sorts of suffering, yeah. you know, and you can read all about it in Scripture. And That's he was right. ultimately killed for his faith. Mm, and mm. Paul told the Corinthians that he couldn't help himself. Yes. He had seen the love of Christ. That's right. Compelled him to give his whole energy to living for his newfound love. Mm. Couldn't help himself. That's right. Isn't that That's just right. beautiful when you stop and think about it? Couldn't oh, it help is. himself right. because of the That's love right. That's right. that he had. And, and, and listen wow. to even these words. The love of Christ compels. Yes. There is... It's it, it's a it's a love that really lifts your soul and draws yeah. you to him. It's it's quite amazing. Well, it's actually funny. Yeah. It's like it's controlling us it's, because yeah, we've exactly, given permission. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just an amazing way to live. But but then it's it's not so strange to think about because you know when people are falling in love, it's as if there's a there's a force you know that leads that certain individual to do all these good things and. You know, and, 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 and sacrifice for the other. So love, um, the love which Christ has shown us really, you know, does compel us because God has pretty much given us everything, if you think yes. about it. Yeah. Yes. But, but, but Helen, I know also that there is an important, um, let me, I want to simplify this. There is a person within the Godhead known as the Holy Spirit. And I know that when Jesus, left this earth, just before he left this earth, he promised 
uh, the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And as Christians, we know that the Holy Spirit now does a lot of work in our hearts in our Christian journey. So my question is, how important, can you help us understand how important, because we are talking about now, you know, having success in this Christian uh, journey, how important is the Holy Spirit in the life of a Christian? Exceptionally important. Mm. I wish I could say stronger words than All that, right. actually. I don't know how to put it. Yeah. But let me just mention in John six sixty three, mm-hmm. it says, mm-hmm. It is the Spirit that gives eternal life. The flesh profiteth nothing. Okay. You know, and in, in my version here, it goes on to say, mm-hmm. um, human effort accomplishes nothing. That's right. You know, so it is so important that if we did not have the Holy Spirit in our life, we cannot even see our need for a new life. Mm. He is the one that convicts us. Mm. He's the one that leads us. That's right. You know, and all spiritual renewal begins and ends with God. That's right. So we need someone to reveal the truth to us. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. And he then enables us to respond to that truth. All right. So, yes, absolutely. Without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the life Mm -hmm. of a Christian is powerless. Powerless. You want power? I do want power, yes. Well, you've got to be connected. (laughs) But, but Helen, I, I just want to also maybe have us clarify here. When we talk about the Holy Spirit. Yes. Are we referring to God's power? Like, like is, is the Holy Spirit this power of which I can tap into and therefore, uh, you know, get filled with some, you know, with energy to do all these things? Is that what we are referring to? Is it God's power? Uh, I have people say it's a force from God. Yeah, is it a force um, from God? I, I believe that there are three members of the Godhead, okay. and that's my belief. Mm. Um, the three have all the same characteristics. Yes. They all have the same purpose, okay. but they all play a different role in our life. That's right. And as such, yes. um, when Jesus was on this earth, he said mm-hmm. to the disciples, it is expedient that I leave, that's right. that I go away. Mm. And that was because the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, could not come yes. until Jesus left That's right. and then he right. took over the work and Jesus had to leave because he was now a human being in yeah. human form and he couldn't be everywhere at, at once yes. you know and and I think it's interesting to note it's it's the Holy Spirit that takes our prayers to heaven mm. That's right. to the throne right. to the Father yeah. and yeah. you know he doesn't just modify our life. He no. transforms our life. Transform- we become, Ooh, that's a big word. He transforms our lives. He transforms our, lives. our yeah. life. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says uh-huh. that we are now new, new okay. creations. Creation. The All old right. is gone. That's right. And, and you the know, new the, has come. Yeah, mm. yeah. And look, if you want to think more about the Holy Spirit, yes. he shows us the love of Jesus. He yes. convicts us of sin. He that's leads right. us into truth. He empowers yes. us with spiritual that's gifts. Right. That's right. And he changes our heart, enables us. Us to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Okay. We do not use the Holy Spirit. The no. Holy Spirit uses, uses us. us. That's right. You know, right. it's not a case of, like you said, we just sing out and say, right, Holy Spirit, we need you now. We need to pray. <laughs> Feel <earnestly>. me now. <laughs> yeah, we need to pray earnestly. Right. And by the way, if you really want to successfully live the Christian life, mm-hmm. then we need to ask for a fresh in filling of the, the Holy, Spirit of the Holy Spirit every day. Right. And God is more than willing mm. to provide you with his presence okay. through the Spirit That's than right. you can ever imagine. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And you know, I also reflect on John 14, uh, John 14, 16. And I will pray. And these were the, this was the, this was the prayer of Jesus. This was the promise. And I'll pray the Father 
and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive but it is but um, because he neither sees him nor knows him see how he uses the personal pronouns yes. but but yeah. but i like the fact that he is our helper he's our guide Hence, Romans 8, 1 says there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And in that whole chapter in Romans 8, it goes on to talk about what the Holy Spirit does in our lives, yes. which he just shared with us. He helps us. He guides us. He really helps us to live out this new life, this spiritual life. Absolutely. So it's no longer within our power. No, it is God's work in us. Yeah. And that is good news. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. And Amen. so, Helen, what did Jesus then say was the secret to success in living the Christian life? I know we've, we've, we've alluded to that, but I want us to maybe read John 15, verse 4, and, uh, and connect it with the next question, which I had. What are the spiritual benefits of regularly studying the Bible? So maybe we'll combine those two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with uh, John 15, verse 4. Mm-hmm. And I love the way it says, Jesus is speaking. He says, abide in me yeah. and I in you. That's right. He doesn't just want to have a relationship where it's a, like a take through, you know. No. Hey, I'm just running in for a minute and I'm out. That's right. Or he doesn't want us to do that. He says, no. abide. He wants to dwell right. with That's us. That's right. That's right. You know, and then he uses the analogy of, of the vine. Of he the says, as the branch cannot uh-huh. bear fruit of itself, uh-huh. unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in, in me. me. That's right. And I think, well, in practical cases, well, yes. that's exactly true. That's right. You break the branch off, what happens? Oh, it withers and it pretty much dries up and, and it dies. Yeah. There yeah. is only one way to live the Christian life. Mm. Remain connected. Is, yeah, mm-hmm. as I was saying before, you know, yeah. if you want power every hour, that's right. Ooh, you've got to be connected. Yeah, you've got to be connected. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You know, it is easy to try and become your own vine, mm-hmm. to be self-sufficient and yes. good without the presence and power of God. But Jesus wants to be your forever friend. That's right. Listener, that's your right. forever friend. Amen. My forever Amen. friend. That's right. He wants you to come to him and stay with him. Yes. He is the vine, you're mm-hmm. the branch, and through whom he produces his fruit. Okay. But like any relationship, yes. The key to living as friend mm-hmm. is effective communication. Effective communication. You know, you come to Jesus, yes. you accept his love. He will enable us to stay connected to him. Mm-hmm. And he does that through the avenues of, I mentioned before, the yes. Bible study when That's God right. communicates with That's us. Right. Prayer as we communicate with God mm-hmm. and sharing the gospel as God communicates through mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. to other people. That's right. And so what are the benefits then of studying the Bible? Now, you talked about communication. And, and as I think about communication in a Christian context, I think about prayer. I think about studying God's word. Um, so what is the benefits of regularly? And, and I want to really emphasize that, that word, regularly studying the Bible. Well, there are so many benefits. I tell you, I just love studying the Bible, Fabiano. When I start studying, I I feel that I just want to keep going. I want to be like a sponge and soak it all up. And and gems come out even more and more. You know, Romans Mm -hmm. 10, 17 is a great text too. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. All right. And when I first read that, I thought faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Mm -hmm. And if I'm a alone then i would speak it out loud yes 
you know, and I yes. would read the passages out loud. That's right. And that was a way of incre- for me to increase my faith as well. All right. Um, you know, the Bible is God's love letter. Mm. And boy, it mm-hmm. sure is. Love letter to you, a vital ingredient in living the Christian life. That's right. It not only goes through historical events, mm-hmm. which it does because That's we've right. talked about prophecies and yes. what have you. Yes. Yes. It yes. also shows you the love of God. Amen. And when Amen. you see the way that God leads and loves his people, even in the most difficult times, mm-hmm. your faith grows. Amen. And, you know, there's other benefits of studying the Bible as well. Mm-hmm. The power of the word changes our hearts. Amen. That's right. That's it shows right. us God's will. That's right. And um, Psalm 119, 105, mm-hmm. it says, mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to read The Bible is a... Lamp. Yes. To our feet. And a. And a light to our path. Oh, good on you, Fabiana. I had actually memorized that verse, but. <laughs> I just caught you I got off caught off guard there. <laughs> yeah, but you did well. And, and right. that's what it is, isn't it? It enables yeah, us to yeah. overcome temptation. But, but something there, Helen, I just. I just yes. <laughs> as I just reflect on what you just did right now, Bible memorization is actually very important. Mm-hmm. Because you just mentioned that faith comes by hearing God's word. Yes. Now, we pray to God, but. But, um, you know, God speaks to us through his word. And Jesus, when he was tempted in the wilderness, he overcame by scripture. It is, it is written. written. It is written. It yes. is written. Mm. So God's word is key, isn't it? And, yes. uh, and, and of course, powerful. Oh, powerful, of course. Ephesians, I believe, 4.12. If it's not Hebrews 4.12, don't check me on this, but do check me on this rather. I think it, it even says that it's sharper than any two two-edged swords. It really does penetrate our heart. Yes. And I think, you know, sometimes people, and I have had these experiences where, you know, I'm like, where do I start? I don't understand. But prayer is so important because, you see, we, you've mentioned before communication. So you communicate with God, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand. Then you read and then the Holy Spirit helps you. I understand. Yeah. Let me just mention another reason why it's important mm-hmm. that we actually pray before opening up God's love letter. Mm. And that is because there is two forces in this world. We've talked right. about the great controversy. Yes, yes. We have Satan on one hand, we have That's God right. on the other. Right. And God has given us this love letter and he mm-hmm. wants us to read it. That's but right. Satan... He doesn't mind if you read it, so long as you don't read it correctly. That's right. So we need to pray for the Holy Spirit to enlighten us Mm -hmm. and teach us the truth. Otherwise, if we don't pray and we just open Scripture, Mm -hmm. Satan is there trying to give you your own words. That's right. And that's a very big trap that we have to to watch. That's right. It's also, the Bible shows us the best picture of Jesus. Amen. Even the book of Revelation, it Mm -hmm. is the revelation of Of Jesus. Of Jesus Christ, yeah. And I was listening to... um, Pastor John Bradshaw the other day on Faith FM. Yeah. And he was saying that a man went to, to visit a, another guy and he said, you know, he was having trouble. His wife believed in Jesus, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. And he was counseled to go to the book of Matthew, All right. Mark, Luke, or John. Yes. And get a notebook. That's right. And write down everything he finds out about Jesus. Amen. And then when he's done three or four pages, to go mm-hmm. back and read it. Mm-hmm. And it was only a week later the man came back and he said, How could you not love this man? Wow. Such an wow. impact. Yes. And maybe, yes. maybe, listener, you're thinking about that now too. You mm. don't know how to start. Well, mm. that's a good way. Get that's to know right. Jesus. That's right. Amen. Your well, best friend. Let's hold on to that thought. Let's take a quick break as we listen to the song, Where No One Stands that's Alone. Right. And um, we'll be back. Please do stay with us. And in fact, if you have a pen and paper next to you, please do take it because we'll be looking at what is the most effective way to study the Bible as we try to understand how to live 
a, a, a successful life in this Christian journey. So, dear listener, please do stay with us. I stood in the night with my head bowed low in the darkness as black as the sea and my heart was afraid and I cried oh Lord don't hide your face Listener, what a beautiful song. Take my hand, let me stand. In this journey, sometimes it can be difficult and challenging, but we are all humans. We struggle and God understands. Hence, I found this song to be timely and very important, especially in the times in which we are living. We need God to take our hand and to help us stand. We cannot do anything within our own power. Helen has already shared with us. But once again, let us go back to our question. What are the secrets to success? And Helen, we had just talked about the importance of studying the Bible. But what is the most effective way to study and understand the Bible? Well, there are many, actually there are many books out on that too, on how to study. Mm-hmm. Um, people have their different ways of doing it. That's right. But um, I think to start with John seven seventeen. Mm-hmm. 
says if anyone wills to do his will, he mm. shall know concerning the doctrine. The doctrine. All right. So number one, the key to understanding the scripture is to have a heart that is willing to put into action the things that you learn. That's right. You know, the purpose of Bible study is not to prove yourself right. No. Oh, boy, have I seen it used in mm-hmm. that way. Or mm-hmm. simply learn intellectual facts. Now, mm-hmm. it's interesting because when I think of that, I think of um, quite some time ago when I was preaching and I was teaching and, and I would study to preach and study to teach. Mm. And one day I came home after preaching and I threw the Bible on the bed mm. and I said, Lord, I don't want to study this anymore. Mm. Now, if I'd stopped there, you would have thought, what's happened? That's right. But I didn't stop there. I said, Lord, I don't want to study to teach and preach anymore. I want to study to get to know who you are. Amen. And, you yes. know, that, that really revolutioned my revolutionized my my life Mm -hmm. Um, and God empowered me with a new life. Mm -hmm. But the key to effective Bible study Mm -hmm. includes praying for the Holy Spirit, as I mentioned prior. That's right. A humble attitude. That's right. You know, don't come with a know-it-all attitude. Mm -hmm. Come expecting to learn, to get a gem from him. That's right. Commitment to spending quality time with him. Mm. And and as I said before, don't just think you're going to have a takeaway meal with him. That's right. You know, schedule a time, even if it means you have to get up earlier. Mm. You know, they're, they're the blessed moments with, That's right. with Christ. That's right. You know, and we can also make a comparison of Scripture with Scripture, mm-hmm. as the Bible does explain itself. Line upon line. But some that's people, right. probably that's not enough, because next time they read the Bible, it might be better. In fact, listener, it might um, help you if you ask some questions. That's right. You know, for example, you can say, what is God saying to the people at the time of the writing? Mm. Who were they? That's right. And, you know, what is God saying to me today? That's right. And what does the passage tell me about myself? What does it tell Mm. me about God? Mm -hmm. Is there something in there that tells me I should be changing something? That's right. That is one thing that you can do. That's right. The other thing um, that I teach is photo theology. Okay. And (laughs) that is five dimensions of Bible study. Wonderful. And um, it just means that you're looking at a passage and you're saying, is that literal or is it symbolic? Mm. And then you move on from there saying, what does it teach me about Jesus? Mm-hmm. And look for that in That's that right. text. Right. And then what is it talking to me about? Where do I come into this text? That's right. That's and then right. when does the church come into this text? Mm-hmm. And finally, is there something in this text that helps me to understand heaven Amen. a little Amen. more? Amen. Five questions. That's good. And, yeah. and see it in your mind's eye. And I found that many people that I've shared that with have actually gained um, a much better insight into their study time. I guess, you know, sometimes two people, two Christians may approach one text, two different interpretations. Hmm. I guess sometimes they're not following these simple basic steps. Maybe uh, they are doing what you said earlier. They're just trying to prove each other's wrong. Mm. Or maybe they're bringing their presuppositions uh, to the text. And maybe, you know, so really taking these simple steps, asking important questions. Yes. And uh, and allowing the Holy Spirit alone to Amen. lead you. Yeah. Amen. You know, yeah. when I first started um, studying, mm-hmm. I, I was told that line it all up, precept yes. upon precept, text mm-hmm. upon text. Line up, you know, you might be doing a topic. It That's could be right. a topic on death, That's for example. Right. And I was told to find out all the texts I could in Scripture, line them all up. And if they all line up in a straight line like mm. a picket fence, mm-hmm. you'd be pretty sure that you're on the right track. Ah, okay. But if they were going off like a dog's hind leg, <laughs> well, no, there's something wrong. <laughs> all right, Helen, how important was prayer then uh, in Jesus' life and in a Christian life? Because we need to 
address that aspect as well. Yes. Yeah. Prayer. Prayer. Mm. Oh, you know how I feel about prayer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, it's our connection. You That's know? right. And Jesus got his power for every single day because he prayed in communication. He Amen. was in communication with his father Continually, He That's prayed right. without That's ceasing. Right. That's right. Amen. And the Holy Spirit enables us to do that. Luke mm-hmm. 6.12, share with you. Mm-hmm. It says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray. Yes. He continued all night in prayer wow. to God. Wow. Now here we have Jesus, our example. Mm-hmm. I won't put you on the spot, but the question in my head is, when did you or I the last time spend all night in prayer? I have to confess, I need to plan about that. <laughs> However, I had a wonderful time. We had a prayer visual yes, uh, last yes. year, and um, and it was a blessing. And yes. it was a blessing. And I think, with all honesty, we pray little, hence we receive little. Oh, and, amen. Uh, and prayer, well, in, in fact, not only that, you know, we're given the Holy Spirit as a gift, and uh, we pray little, we know a little about the Holy Spirit, and I wonder why sometimes in our Christian journey, our our lives seem so dormant and and and, and, and so forth. But yeah, my, my my experience actually, I need to actually, like I said, schedule that. But but with all honesty, I wake up sometimes at five. Uh, sometimes you know I've got two young children. So sometimes they wake me out, and, but but sometimes I wake up a little bit later, like around six. But but I do believe that the special time that I spend with God, that quality time I spend with God, transforms my day from Amen. day to day. Amen. Doesn't yeah. it make yeah. a difference? Yeah. Oh, it Absolutely. Does. Amen. There's a, a song we used to sing um, as the young people. It was, How Long Has It Been Since mm. You've Talked With The Lord mm. and Told Him Your Heart's Hidden Secrets. Amen. You know, and, and we need to think about that That's at times, right. honestly. Prayer Life yeah. of Jesus, mm-hmm. it was the most important factor in maintaining a vital connection mm. with God, with That's His right. Father. Right. You know, He prayed sometimes all night or He woke up before sunrise to spend quantity, quality time. Mm. In prayer mm. Mm. He loved the private personal talking And sharing with his heavenly father mm-hmm. And Jesus would ask his father to guide him mm-hmm. Empower him mm-hmm. And then he would share his feelings And ask for the presence of the spirit right. Have you ever found yourself And I'm sure you have Fabiana Have you found yourself in prayer Where you didn't want to stop mm. You yes, know yes, you were in, yes, in that, right. It was like you're in the very presence of God, you know, you've gone into the yes. most holy of holies, right. and right. and you're there at His feet, yeah. and and you sense that He's He's looking at you, and That's His right. ear is That's inclined right. to hear what right. you're saying. Right. The Bible tells me that He inclines His ear. Oh yes, yes you know, definitely. and He tells me that He catches all our tears in a bottle. Wow, That's you beautiful. know, He just loves us so much. To yeah, me, man. that's the most comforting time. And I've seen myself sometimes like that where, mm-hmm. Lord, I know I have to get up, but I don't want to. I wow, want to stay in your wow, presence. Wow. Please come Amen. with me. Yeah. Amen. It's a beautiful feeling. And you know, uh, a, favorite, a favorite author of mine, uh, her name is Ellen White. She says, uh, prayers and opening of her heart to a friend. And uh, I, I just want to share that simply because there are times where uh, uh, people have felt a little bit discouraged. Uh, but hey, prayer is an opening of her heart to a friend. 
Um, yeah, in on that score, sorry to interrupt. Um, I think we forget sometimes it is opening our heart to a friend. And if you're talking to a friend, don't you give the friend time to talk? Exactly. That's and right. sometimes we neglect that part. Right. And sometimes, too, we forget that prayer should involve praise. Mm, thanksgiving, thanksgiving. Well. Right, you know the right. blessings that we see every mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm, Sorry, I interrupted. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's good. So, <laughs> Helen, what did Jesus say was vital to experience powerful prayer? Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll finish that on, on the aspect of prayer, and then we'll jump onto our, our last ask, uh, a few questions there. So, what did Jesus say was the vital? Say was vital to experiencing powerful prayer. Okay. Mm. Matthew 6, 6 and 7 mm-hmm. makes it fairly clear. It says, but when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain words as the heathen do oh, or repetitious right. words. So you're not trying to you make know. a show. You're not trying no, to, okay. no, you're humbly okay. coming to humbly the Father. To Let right. me just say, though, that that doesn't mean that you can't pray in public. That doesn't mean that you can't pray silently in your head as you're, mm. as you're going about. Right. You know, Jesus rebuked, mm. actually rebuked the religious leaders mm-hmm. for their formal, insincere and repetitive prayers. Mm. True prayer is not that difficult. That's right. We just need right. to open our heart to God as we would to a friend. Yeah. God wants us to be open and honest with him, mm. sharing the love, the gratitude, the needs and concerns of our heart. Mm. You uh, know, I, mm. I, I think when he says don't make it repetitive, it reminds me of the woman that was in a prayer meeting, uh, and I've shared this with some before, mm. in a prayer meeting. And every prayer meeting she went to, she'd be down on her knees and she'd say, oh, Lord, please, please take away the cobwebs. Please take this cobweb. And that's what she kept repeating every week, night after night. And one night the head elder said, and Lord, please kill the spider that's making the cobwebs. (laughs) 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 And I thought, yes, there's a lot of truth in that one, isn't there? (laughs) There is. All right. Well, once again, um, it is such a wonderful time having Helen here with us, uh, leaders and guiders uh, in this uh, wonderful discussion on how to have a successful uh, secrets to, 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 to a successful life in this Christian journey. Uh, I just want to appeal to our dear listener that we do have a little book that we are giving away called Live More Happy. And uh, it was written by Darren Moulton and a beautiful book uh, that we are giving out for free. And uh, if you would like to have a copy, you can just text 0401 That is 0401 305077. And if you live in South Australia, just text us your postcode postcode as well and we'll mail it out to you for free. Now, Helen, why is sharing the gospel an important aspect of the Christian life? Well, I think there's a couple of things that come to my mind. Number one, if you've got a fireplace and you've got the fire burning brightly and mm. and there's a log there and you take it away and it sits on the hearth by itself, it's going to go out very quickly. Mm. We need to have that sharing time. Mm-hmm. And Matthew twenty four fourteen actually says, mm. and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations and then the end will, will come. come. So, listener, the end's not here yet. No, it's not. <laughs> no, but many people today are searching for a purpose in life. That's right. The Christian mission is very, very clear, mm-hmm. you know, to go and teach others. 
others. Yeah, you right. know, that was that's a great right. commission. That's right. And we need to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's not just a mission for paid ministers to the no, gospel. No, no, All of no, us have right. that privilege and that opportunity to introduce that's and right. lead people to that's Christ. Right. That's right. And look, there are so many benefits by sharing, mm-hmm. actively sharing. God that's could right. save people without you. Oh, definitely. But he knows that working through you will enhance your relationship with him. That's right. And it strengthens your faith. It that's strengthens right. your love. Mm-hmm. And the focus of life will move away from self mm-hmm. to helping other people and I can testify to that as you see the love and the power of God working in the lives of others Mm. you grow in faith and love for him I I even think of 1 Peter 2 verse 9 which says but you are you you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood so we are all ministers a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim so here is the task the presence of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so we were Saved out of, um, you know, that dark, dark, you know, life and lifestyle in which we were living that was leading to death. And here God is saying, now go and share. And you have alluded to the fact that by sharing, our fire keeps on burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that is very important, therefore, in, you know, in, in, um, in, in the Christian life in order to remain faithful and, and successful. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, so how should a Christian live in terms of character and conduct? That maybe will bring that in there as well. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask you to read one Peter mm-hmm. one fifteen for us? Yes. Thanks, one Fabio. Peter one fifteen. One Peter one fifteen. That's right. And and it reads, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct. Wow, what does the word holy mean? That's right. Well, the word holy is, if I could simplify it, another way to say that you've been set aside for a special Mm -hmm. task or for a special purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So he's actually calling us to be... yeah. The royal priesthood. That's right. We that's are right. his. We are his children, which mm-hmm. makes us prince and princesses. And princesses. That's which right. Which is just amazing. But God does call us to the Christian to live a holy life. Mm. Now, let me just say, you might just have put your hands up in despair right now, and if you're mm-hmm. driving, please don't do that. Oh, no, please don't. Um, because you'll say, "Look, I can't. I can't be holy." Yes. You know. Yes, yes. No, we cannot be holy. That's there right. is none good except mm-hmm. God. Except God. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. He can lead us to a life of purity and obedience to God's commandments. Mm. God wants you yes. to learn to love Jesus and mm-hmm. hate the sin that hurts him. Sure. You know, and it destroys, that sin will destroy us mm. if we haven't mm. given our lives mm. to him. That's right. And the reason why God makes this call is not so you can become good enough mm-hmm. to deserve heaven. A holy life shows other people what God is like. You That's bring right. honor to God by allowing him to live out his love That's right. and obedience through wow. You That's right. again. Let me say it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Amen. now, now, listener, mm-hmm. is the day of salvation. Oh, it is to give yes. your heart completely to Him. That's right. And let me tell you, I live life more abundantly than I ever have before. Mm. I have the most interesting life, mm-hmm. and I just love my life. Yes, right. I get tired, as you do, Fabiano, in the oh, ministry. Yes. But it's just such a fulfilling life. Oh, it is. And we know that if God brings us to something, he brings us to it, he'll take us through it. Mm. And just to be able to trust and rely on him gives you that peace in your heart, especially through this time with all the COVID around and what have you. That's right. You know, we can have that peace through him and Mm. through the study of his word. Amen. Amen. Mm. And as I think uh, more on that as well, you know, I think we 
if we could have saved ourselves, then Jesus would not have come in the first place. Um, but because we couldn't do it, he came to show us the way. In fact, even before he left, he said he would send the Comforter, yes. the Holy Spirit, who would help us and, and, um, and grow us, really. But, but, of course, there is also a promise, uh, Philippians 4.13, I, I can do all things through Christ. So, really, just like you alluded to in the very beginning, if you love me, you keep my commandments. But how it is God working in us? It is not me trying to work so hard to tick the boxes and to please God. And of course, I must say this also to our, to our listener. Uh, yes, God hates sin. Yes, God hates... Uh, we live in a very secular world where almost everything goes. Yet God is not pleased with these things. But just like he told the Israelites of old, God is not looking for our own personal efforts, sacrifices we're making here just to please God. No, actually, God is after our heart first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And he's after us surrendering to him and saying, Lord, I can do it. Do that which you want in me and help me to live out your life. And mm. that, that is what God is looking for. Let me just add to what you were saying. God doesn't like sin at all. Mm. Sin separates him That's right. and us. Mm-hmm. But God loves the sinner. That's right. He loves you and he loves me. And that's why I can say when we come to Christ, we are sinners saved by, by grace. grace. And, and I tell you what, that's the only credential that I want mm. because it means so much to me. That's right. You know, we're all sinners, every one of us. But God loves us. And, you know, in, in that tone too, as Christians, mm. we need to look at people that way. That's right. Not to be judgmental mm-hmm. and think they're the wickedest person on this earth or a monster. We need to remember right. that God loves right. them That's as right. he loves us. Yes. And we need to love them too. That's right. Don't love what they do, but no. love them. That's right. Mm. Hence, Paul said in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. And without him, yeah. we can do nothing. That's right. But that's remember right. what you just quoted before from Philippians, you know, mm, with him. 13, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. All things are possible. In closing, I'd just like to share just briefly uh, to our dear listener, even in my own Christian journey, uh, born and raised in a Christian home, but because I did not have a personal walk with God, I um, not long after when I became a teenager and when I landed in this beautiful country called Australia where we were told that you can do everything it's a free country uh, I left home and I went into the world seeking for the pleasures of this world thinking that they would actually fill the gap and the hole that was in my heart but in vain I, I, I didn't find that in the world in fact um, there was no meaning there was no purpose and um when I came back to God, you know, I wrestled a bit with some of the bad habits which I had learned uh, uh, when I was in the world. And, and I wrestled with that for quite a long time. And sometimes, too, I look at the Christians who have been in the church for so many years. And some of them, too, were yeah, very difficult to deal with. And I said, <laughs> what, you know, what can I do? What is the way out of here? But it wasn't until I read Romans chapter 8. That, um, that, that really God touched my heart and, and, and changed things around. And it is this what I read in Romans 8. Number one, there's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That was amazing. That set me free. I said, I'll hang on to Jesus 
And then I read, you know, a few lines down, I think around from, from verse 30 onwards, where it says that uh, if God... Uh, is for us. Who can be against us? Wow. And that gave me, you know, uh, in, in fact, I was so overjoyed over that. So I knew that now there is God who's actually working in and through me mm. for his glory. But of course, a few lines back, he says, you know, carnal mind is enmity against God. So of course, I knew that there are certain things which, there are sins, there are certain things we must put, up, put aside. But God is for us. Absolutely. And he who began that good work in us will bring it to completion. I said, Amen. And of course, that, you know, as, as, as I was growing in my Christian journey, there was some things that took quite some time to get rid of. There were some things which took time to overcome. But I was no longer looking at myself, mm-hmm. like you shared before. In my prayer, I was no longer just bringing up the cog- cogwebs. I was <laughs> simply focusing on God. The dead spider. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. I was simply looking at Jesus and allowing him to do a work in me. Amen. Not fighting the Holy Spirit, but allowing, in fact, com- complying and accepting what, you know, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And that, I believe, of course, tomorrow, the panel tomorrow will expand on this a bit more. So this is really part A. But let me just summarize and say, I believe that is how we find success in this Christian journey. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Mm-hmm. Not fighting with the Holy Spirit and allowing him to get rid of those messy cobwebs in us and washing us clean and yes. cleansing us and helping us to live a transformed and, and you're like, but it is in Jesus. I must emphasize that it is Jesus and Jesus alone. Yeah. Can the, I, can I yeah, just share with you yeah. one text yes. before we close? Oh, yes. And that's on 1 John 1, 9. Mm. And that is a source of comfort for me. Amen. It says, if we confess our sins, He's he is faithful, faithful and just yes, to, to forgive, us, forgive us our sins and, and to, to cleanse us from all Unrighteousness. And unrighteousness. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Praise and God. So, dear listener, tune in tomorrow for part two when our uh, our good um, guests and, and the panel for tomorrow will be leading us uh, in the second part of this program. May God bless you and may God lead you and may you have a successful life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah.